0: good evening everyone we are live in the no 360 atcha Gigi king dmv dirty what's up how are you guys doing hopefully we'll have i'm gonna invite my partner Technical difficulties all day and getting on the call. And tonight we have a guest. She is an author. Hopefully, we can get folks to join. I'm doing well. How are you doing, DMV Dirty?
1: <laughs>
0: okay, let's see here. Let's see. Maybe she'll um, join. I don't know. Okay, Shani is unable to join. Hopefully, she will be able to join soon. Trying to get our guest to come online. Hmm. Okay. All right, let's see. <clears throat> I'm accepting Miss Smith's invitation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Here we go. Finally. Yay. All right. Let me go ahead and try to add her to this again. Okay.
1: So I just sent her like a screenshot of what she should see. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you. Okay. we both did the same thing. I told her to go to the little, you know, I circled the home button on the bottom. She said she thinks she followed my personal account, but I was, but she, you saw she followed in the No 360 too, right? So she just said, let me try something. I had to sneeze. It's me. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah, I sent her a screenshot uh, to go on to the home, press the home button, and then press the live up top. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> if Restream was work- working tonight, that would be great.
1: That's why I was like, we were on there, but it decided it wanted to put us on mute.
0: <laughs> oh man, I might have to. I might have to pick up Matthew in a little bit uh, to give you the give you the the mic. I'm going to do a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> that was corny, right? Mic drop. We should have a live at like tonight at midnight with with some cocktails what do you think <laughs> with some cocktails i'm going to have a non-alcoholic cocktail and I'm going to put a lot of whipped cream <laughs> on. <laughs> what do you think?
1: It sounds like a pina colada or a daiquiri, strawberry. La-
0: pina colada. See, I can make a, so- I'm a. I can make a song for pina colada. It's a lotta in the pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of piné in the colada. <laughs> Look, I promise you, I'm just drinking water, okay? It's, I, I oh, swear, I swear an oath to H2O. <laughs> I swear an oath to H2O. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, this Wegmans brand water is okay. I usually get ha- yeah, like Deer <laughs> Park water, but okay, I'm going to be honest. Why do we buy water, right? Is it for the taste or because I believe that there's different tastes in the uh, water. <laughs> Personally, I love I really really love is it avian or avian water avian is like a bird so is it avian how am i supposed to pronounce this avian shawnee is yeah, it avian but i
1: guess it's something like a... tomato tomato
0: yeah avian avian avian
1: that sounds better avian
0: water it as it rolls down my tongue i feel like I'm... On the Evercrest Mountain, with a sight so surreal, <laughs> I can feel the Zen coming on.
1: Uh, now I'm really happy to take flight aviation, so that's another way to look at it. <laughs> I got this, I got this uh, hoodie on and was, whew.
0: shout out to Antoine Chambers that made the coat Oh yeah, shout
1: out. <laughs> I don't know if your girl's gonna join. Me. Yeah, she's. She <laughs> says, uh, she, well, she says, she followed." We, if we didn't follow me, so I, I think she's he misinterpreting "follow" other than click on the live. That's what she just wrote. That she followed. I, th- I think we need to tether her. And
0: <laughs> hey, Leroy, how can we tether our author? In- <laughs> <laughs> help Leroy come on I know are, is he still on I think and these guys are <laughs> oh Leroy we need you where are you oh is that her no that's not her it's, no I'm me and what and Lee. is that her We'll see. Does she have another page? Do you know of Shawnee? Oh, okay. I
1: don't know her. Follow. Um, okay, I think this this might be her. Is it okay? Hopefully.
0: Oh come on, you know you're tech savvy, Leroy. I love your name, Leroy Brown, in the. <laughs>
2: Okay, Yay. well, Yay. this is my personal Instagram, and I think it has something to do with um, an, the app. Oh. <laughs> so, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, we, we're glad you made it. We can hear you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Better late than never. <laughs> oh. in, this, in this neighborhood... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yay! I we got so the party now. Guess yeah. on <laughs> okay. okay, tonight. <laughs> Good evening, first of all, and welcome to N360's Entrepreneurial Tales show, hosted by me, and Matt, and Shani. Our show, Entrepreneurial Tales, allows us to drive into the journeys of business owners, music artists, entertainers, and change makers. And now I will
1: hand the torch back to Shani. Thank you, Annette. This evening's show is a collaboration between Entrepreneur Tales and my author's platform, SJS Writes. We are pleased to have Julie Navarrete, who is an author and a screenwriter as our guest. Julie hails from a small town in Alabama and has a BA in journalism and music from the University of North Alabama. After an internship at the state's news service in Washington, DC, she worked briefly as an administrative assistant in the DC and Northern Virginia area. Then she veered into the field of arts education as a kinder music instructor and a voice and piano teacher at the Potomac School and later at the Metropolitan School of the Arts and in 2019 Julie self published a book for preteens called a job for Christina. And after securing a contract with Olympia publishers in the United Kingdom Dirk and his musical friends was published as an educational tool for music teachers. Also in 2019, Julie worked with Max Tim of the International Screenwriters Association and wrote four screenplays, including a romantic comedy, a horror comedy, a teen dramedy, and a nature versus mankind set in World War I based on true events. In 2020, she signed with Austin Macaulay Publishers in the United Kingdom to publish Christina's escapades at the pet shop, which is a sequel to a job for Christina. Thank you so much, Julie and Annette. You have the first question. Wow,
2: I'm a writer. <laughs> um, again, thank thank you to both of you. And again, I am so sorry. I'm not, I don't use Instagram all that much, so <laughs> this has been a learning experience. Um, to answer your question, I would credit my mother. She loved to read. She loved to write. She even had, a, I know, a short story and a poem published in a couple of magazines. So, um, And, of course, she read to me a lot when I was little. I grew up lower middle class so we i couldn't afford things in the mall but it didn't cost anything to get a library card and check out books at the library <laughs> so we read a lot and i yeah grew up writing stories too <laughs> oh great
0: i love libraries and especially I used to hang out in libraries <laughs> when I <was> in school. <laughs> I- <laughs> So besides your mom uh, being an influence, um, is there anyone else that influenced you to write the preteen and young adult books?
2: Well, as a teacher, as a music teacher, I have worked with a lot of kids, including a lot of teenagers, and I do see the pressures they are under uh, that, you know, the questions they get about their future from their parents. Um, and also, you know, um, I remember, I feel like books for preteens and teens have really gotten dark. <laughs> um, I, I think starting from about Harry Potter, which don't get me wrong, I loved the Harry Potter books, um, and then Twilight, the whole Twilight series, so we have the vampire. But I feel like that, um, you know, that whole, uh, the the teen books just really got dark. And when I self-published a job for Christina, my book coach uh, suggested I go to a bookstore and look at book covers that uh, were similar to what we were looking for. And I honestly had a difficult time finding bright colors and uh, books that, looked humorous and light-hearted so many dark colors <laughs> so I just wanted to um to to write something that a lot of people could relate to a lot of teens could relate to but that wasn't quite you know just bring some light to the world
0: <laughs> I have to I'm a huge Twilight fan <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's okay <laughs> There's a place for that. There's a place for everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Light in the world is needed. I know <laughs> your love to write, and also your love for music, is reflected in your book, Dark and His Friends. How has this book been used as an educational tool for teachers?
2: Well, I wrote it. Um, I when uh, I would teach a, a child uh, a. a a famous song by a composer would come up in their book. So I would teach the song. I just like to tell them something about, about the composer. And if you spout facts at a child, you know, their eyes are going to glaze over. (laughs) So I was just trying to find a more interesting way to, to give them some information about the composer. And so I just created a story. Um, And within this story, um, this young boy learns about composers, but hopefully in a little more fun way than his teacher, you know, giving him facts. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so I hope that other music teachers could use it or can use it to teach their children or their students.
0: <laughs> Very interesting. Also in your other book, A Job for Christina, the main characters, is indecisive about many things which causes her parents to worry about the future. Were you motivated to create this story because of the difficulties maybe or pressure teens face from the family, from their peers regarding their future?
2: Absolutely. As I said, I do teach a lot of teenagers. Um, There's a lot of, well, there's a wide range of (laughs) ages at uh, Metropolitan School of the Arts where I teach. Um, But there are a lot of older kids and they're trying to figure all of that out. Um, And at 18, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at 18. I'm not sure I still know what I want to do. (laughs) So I just wanted um, a a book that other teens could commiserate with. Um, And, you know, that, and again, bring that humor into it and not be quite so serious. I was such a serious teenager and that's one of the, I don't have a lot of regrets, but I do wish that I had just taken the time really to just enjoy being a being a teen you know <laughs> see the lighter side of it <laughs> rather than thinking so much about the future
0: yeah some teens have to watch uh their nieces and nephews growing up <laughs> i won't mention
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i can definitely identify by being really serious yeah as a teenager
2: i put a lot of pressure on myself mm-hmm. i did too Absolutely, yeah. and you did, you you know, I think everybody, you mentioned um, Annette having to watch your <laughs> siblings, and, and there are, you know, family pressures that you have to deal with, and um, I think if we can just find a, you know, a, a way to find some joy mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in those tasks that we have to do. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah.
1: And Julie, not only have you written books, but you have also written screenplays. How did you get started writing screenplays?
2: <laughs> so I was a journalism major, as you mentioned, um, and <laughs> a university. I won't tell you when I graduated <laughs> a long time ago. Um, but they, while I was there, my third year in college, they decided to offer a screenwriting course, My journalism professor taught it, and she was a marvelous professor. May she rest in peace. Marvelous journalist. She knew nothing about screenwriting, (laughs) so we watched a lot of movies, but I did read the book. And I will tell you that Spark was started, um, and I continued writing. Uh, after college, I actually did partner with a production company at Hansen Productions on a fantasy, big budget, never sold. You think I would have learned my lesson. Unfortunately, um, he... He passed away, and you'd think I would have learned my lesson about big budgets, but I decided, oh, I'm going to write a Civil War (laughs) script, (laughs) another big budget. And I worked with uh, another producer, um, David Sheldon, who produced 48 Hours, I think, back in the 80s. Um, Again, though, big budget, never sold. I took some time off, you know, got married, had my son, wrote some books and a few years ago is when I worked with Max Tim of the International Screenwriters Association and discovered real screenwriting and learned about the 12 sequences and the formula. <laughs> I, I really had a good time. I still have um, scripts on a couple of websites and I, you know, remain hopeful. I do know it's a very competitive industry, um, but mm-hmm. I, I really feel there's a lot a lot of changes that need to be m- made within the industry. I feel like so much of it is the same. We see the same movies we see you know it's the same it's the same. it's the same. <laughs> I'm ready for something different um, i I write I'm a bit of a progressive writer though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the world is ready for stories about a Muslim music teacher or you know, I just write that way. <laughs> um hopefully one day it will though. <laughs> but that's my uh, so far my my story about uh, working in with yeah, writing screenplays.
1: <laughs> Speaking of you never know, it's like you could be blazing a trail. That- <laughs> I can remain hopeful.
0: <laughs> we would like to see your the project or potential project that you're talking about um, in screenwriting. But uh, if you could or would like to share with us, what would the, to the audience, what um, is in the works right now for you?
2: Well, I think the big thing is I'm still waiting for the the sequel to A Job for Christina, which we don't have a release date with Austin McCauley. It's called Christina's Escapades at the Pet Shop. There's a little bit of a mystery, and you, there is some social commentary uh, in there as well about different kinds of people getting along and not stereotyping, <laughs> uh, So um, that's the big thing Um, I'm taking along the lines of screenwriting. I'm actually taking an online course in TV and film just to learn a bit more about the actual creation of a film. um, I do, I have two of those screenplays that I wrote the rom-com and the teen dramedy, which is on ink tip. Mm -hmm. Um, All four of them are on International Screenwriters Association. Um, I have also written my own, written some music. I have a couple of songs on Radio Airplay that I guess it's had about 35,000 streams, I suppose, on Radio Airplay and 25,000, I guess, overall. Um, And I actually have written a couple of songs um, as well um so hoping to have those out <laughs> when i was working as a kinder music and music together instructor um i have a vision of seeing uh different kinds of music like from other cultures kind of woven more into the american culture because everything in the american culture is either in one two three four or one two one two you know even hip-hop even even r&b and it's still one two three four there's some syncopation there but you don't hear anything in five or it's rare sometimes in jazz you'll you'll find it um but I have written uh, one for my, actually, as the music for um, one of my videos for my course. And I'm going to have it out, um, hopefully, on YouTube and on iTunes soon. So um, I'm kind of going in that direction now. Kind of I just kind of weave. <laughs> I, I weave my music. I weave <laughs> my writing. Just kind of weave it all together. Um, but, yeah, that's something else I'm working on. That's
1: really exciting. (laughs) Hear it, especially because we really appreciate music on the show.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's That's awesome. I love it. I love it. We we
0: actually have some folks uh, that are uh, rap artists, singers on on our live right now. So Mm -hmm.
2: that's awesome. I appreciate everything. My playlist is. Full of all types of music. I do even have my favorite rap artists. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, Riz Ahmed. I like Riz Ahmed. Um, I do like some of Eminem's. Snoop Dogg. Oh. Gotta love me some Snoop Dogg. <laughs> so I've, you know. <laughs> There's
1: nothing wrong with classic hip hop. No. (laughs) Was there anything that
0: you would like to talk with, tell the artist as far as like wisdom from what your knowledge, screenwriting and music, being a teacher, anything that comes to mind?
2: You know what I tell my students always follow your heart. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Excuse me. And it doesn't matter you know, I had a high school counselor tell me she did not think I should go into music because she did not think I would be able to earn a living. Of course, this was many, many years ago. And today with the advances in technology and what an individual can do, um, is extremely helpful. You know, you can break through, um, boundaries, um, just with our technology. But I always tell my students, um, Just follow your heart. Don't listen to other people. (laughs) You know yourself best. So just, yeah, just go with what you you believe and what what you know. Yeah, what you know in your heart. Very good advice. Very good advice. And
0: so we can find you on Instagram. And I believe there's a link to your website for your books. Okay. Yes. We'll make Yes. I post it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again. I appreciate it. <laughs> well well, thank you so much, um uh, Miss Julie Navarate. I, I uh Shani helped me to pronounce your last name. Am I pronouncing it right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Navarrete. No, um yeah, my first marriage, um now my ex. He's South American, Bolivian. Oh. So it took me yeah, it took me eighteen years to learn to pronounce it, and then we divorced. So, <laughs> I can relate. I can. <laughs> this two S, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I remarried, <laughs> um, and right. I did. I, I remarried last year. Um, my, my husband is North African actually. Um, and I, so I'm in this, uh, I'm in this bind of, so I used my married name. I didn't like my maiden name. My maiden name was Payne. So, but I liked my first, my name from my first marriage and I've, but I've used it professionally. And so now I've got to figure out legally, do I, Change that last name again, or anyway, I have to figure that out because for me it's a little awkward. <laughs> right. But yeah, I have to navigate through that. <laughs> figure that out.
0: <laughs> as, and it's funny you mentioned um, that because we've had uh, Afrobeat artists on our show as well. So yeah, come on our, mm. our show and and a playlist on our YouTube, and then you'll see. There's a couple of artists that we've interviewed uh, thus far.
2: Oh, definitely have to check that out. I'm always open to to everything.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to hand the mic over to Shani. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. And what I've learned from our discussion is perseverance is key. Keep going. You learn from your experiences with writing, especially screenwriting and then also advising us to follow our hearts no matter what people tell our to tell us to discourage us from reaching our dreams and goals. So thank you so much for sharing that with us tonight.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank
1: you
0: everyone. Thank you Miss Julie and have a wonderful weekend.
2: You too, both of you. Thank you.
0: Take care. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye.